I Love Mortgage Brokering, episode 157. The only podcast for brokers, by brokers. I Love Mortgage Brokering will inspire you to up your mortgage business. Join your host, Scott Peckford. Hey, Broker Nation. Scott Peckford here from I Love Mortgage Brokering. Today on the show, I have Josh Little of Verified Realty. Josh is a unique in that he owns a mortgage company, a realty company, and an insurance company, but he actually doesn't hold a license in any of those things. So he's really an entrepreneur who's figured out how to create a company that is, allows referrals to pass between each of them really efficiently, and they can you know, capitalize on each other's marketing. So it's a pretty interesting strategy. And when I first ran into the guy, I thought, man, this is really interesting. So I wanted to have him on the show just to hear his story, figure out how he did it, what he's learned. So I think you're really gonna enjoy it, especially if you're thinking about sort of cross-selling other products or services. Josh has really done a good job of this. So check out this episode with Josh. This episode is sponsored by Pioneer West Acceptance Corp. Pioneer West is a private lender in BC and Alberta. Now, normally when we have a sponsor for the show, it is because I personally use the product or service and I can give it a 100% recommendation. In this case, it's a little different. I don't personally do B deals. So I did some background checking on Pioneer West and the crew. And I found that everyone said they were fast, down to earth, and underwrote deals if they made sense, which is exactly what you're looking for in a private lender. Another cool thing about Pioneer West is they are really fast. In most cases, they can give you an answer in two hours or less, which is crazy. So if you're a broker looking for a B deal in BC or Alberta, check out Pioneer West Acceptance and tell them you heard about them on I Love Mortgage Brokering. They're big supporters of our community. Check them out at pioneerwest.com. This episode is also sponsored by clientcaller.com. After 150 plus interviews, I can tell you with absolute certainty, one of the most effective ways to increase your business is to consistently phone your past clients. The key word being consistent. I can also tell you that most brokers, loan officers struggle with this because they get too busy working in their business. Client Caller is an amazing service where a professional calling assistant calls your past clients for you. The cool thing is they use your phone number and the caller ID, your voice in the voicemail, and the, the callers look like they're sitting in your office. However, the callers are all located in Canada and love talking on the phone. The feedback so far has been amazing. You can check out this, the testimonials from real brokers just like you at clientcaller.com. If you're interested in using this service, check out clientcaller.com and check out this episode with Josh. Hey, Josh, welcome to the show. Thanks, Scott, for having me. So can you tell me a little bit about yourself and your business? Yeah, for sure. Well, up until a couple years ago, I worked in the banking industry and I had always known that I wanted to be self-employed. So for quite a long time, actually. So I really started to look at the industry and what areas that I could add value to. And real estate and mortgages were always one of my areas that I you know, specialized in. So I thought, how could I combine the two? So when I started my company, it was basically a real estate brokerage with a focus on being an end-to-end real estate provider. So that's where we brought in our mortgage brokerage. We then just recently have added um, an insurance brokerage and we're looking at it adding in-house legal services in the next couple months. So did you start out with a, a realtor license and then get a mortgage license or what licensing? How did that path go? Uh, we started out with a real estate licensing, then mortgages, and then insurance license. Okay. And which licenses do you carry, just out of curiosity? None of them. So I only oversee the company. I actually do not actually facilitate the day-to-day uh, transactions of the business. Oh, isn't that clever? Oh, good for you. So you basically, because I was trying to think, man, it's like being a plumber, an electrician, and a you know a drywall guy, and you're like, 
like, like how do you be excellent at all those things? But you've actually figured out that you're actually just, you're like a contractor company or a company that has all these specialists. So then how did you, okay, we'll get into this after I got, but I have questions on this. There's, there, it's a very unique business that you have. The fact that you have no licensing in, in any of these disciplines. So, okay. So how did you get into the mortgage biz? What like? Yeah, it's a great question. Well, working as a financial planner in the banking industry, I was in charge of managing a lot of different clients and part of their portfolios was lending. So we had to do the mortgages. We had to do the commercial financing. So basically that's where I got my hands-on experience and learned the ins and outs of the mortgage business. Okay. And then where did you get the vision for an all like a, I, there's a, there's a shop that I've heard of actually another one that's in my town that has similar setup, but they have, they're kind of like three people that all had different disciplines and said, Hey, why don't we set up one banner? Uh, but you actually created the idea and then went out and found people. So you, you have this idea, you're going to have a, a one-stop shop for real estate mortgages and insurance and potentially what was the third thing, fourth thing you were saying? Legal services. Legal services. And so how did you go out and recruit your first realtors when you, you didn't have like, how, yeah, because I got to think that would have been an up, potentially an uphill battle. It definitely was like, you know, when I looked at it and the reason I created the model was when I was working as a financial planner, I like time and time again, I saw deals fall apart because of lack of communication. The client would come in and say, I need a pre-approval. Then they go out, they get a realtor, they find their dream property, they make an offer. The realtor would disappear after the offer is made. Myself as the financial planner, I'm then trying to chase them, the uh, the realtor, and then also then the legal team. So when I was researching my model and really thinking about it, I wanted to have that one-stop shop where everything was under one roof so that if something did come up, I could walk down the hall and talk to them. So, you know, to elaborate further, you know, when we first created the model, it was an uphill battle. It was a big, big hill to climb just because of... It's the kind of thing everybody, when it's working, everybody wants to join, right? Like it's one of those things that's like, hey, you build it and it show me that it works and I'll come. But until I actually see that it works, I'm not coming, right? When did you come up with this idea? And then how long did it take you to actually start to get traction? Well, I had the idea about four and a half years ago and I then tabled it. At the time, it wasn't the right fit for where I was in my life. I wasn't ready to take on that challenge. So about two years ago, I actually pulled back out all my notes and said, hey, you know what? It's time to look at this. So when I actually sat down and seriously uh, went from concept to, you know, creation, it was about eight months after. Um, and that was working with branding companies and communication companies and coming up with, you know, the logos for the company because I really wanted to make sure that from the ground up, that we covered every aspect and it was a very solid foundation we were building upon. And what's the name of your company? So anybody listening to this, I'll put it in the show notes, but what's the name of it? Uh, Verify Realty or Verify Group. So our banner, our corporate banner is Verify Group. Okay. And uh, there's separate divisions underneath that. Okay. So tell me about what it was like to go out and find your first. So realtor, you find somebody with a realtor license first. Is that was the first sort of pillar in your business? That's correct. So um, I knew I needed the real estate arm first. So basically went out, started knocking on doors, started talking to people. A really good friend of mine uh, had been in the industry a really long time. I asked her to come on board with me. Um, she didn't have a broker license, but she had a realtor associates license. But 
I knew that she had the ability to seek out someone that would meet our organizational needs. Right, because there's a licensing issue. You need a special license to own a – not just to be a realtor, but to own a realtor shop, as most people would know that. But I'm just putting that in for people if they didn't know that. Definitely. So having that person with that real estate brokerage license, it's very difficult to find because most individuals that hold that license own their own shop because that's why they have it. Mm-hmm. So they normally don't go out and obtain that license unless they actually you know, want to be in business for themselves. So it was a challenge. We interviewed probably 20 to 25 people and made a couple offers, couldn't get them to solidify. And basically, we ended up landing on our current uh, real estate broker, who's been a great asset to the team so far. Okay, so then so you had this one friend who said, hey, I'm, I'm totally to be a, a producing realtor as part of your team, maybe some advi- advisor re-roll, but you went out and found somebody who could have the proper licensing. So now, how many realtors do you have on your team right now? Realtors on the team right now out of our Calgary office, we're sitting at four. And you have other offices somewhere else? Uh, we have an office in uh, Edmonton currently. That was more designed as our head office. It's now more like a satellite office for us. Because okay. we have realtors that go back and forth between both cities. Uh, I'm sure we've all at one time or other thought, well, wouldn't it be cool if there was a way to make everybody, you know, play together nicely. And so this is why I'm, I'm interested. I'm intrigued by what you're doing. So the value proposition for our realtors coming on board or actually an insurance broker that's coming on board or even a mortgage broker coming on board is all of these companies that are under Verify are independent organizations. So the business is not always coming from the real estate side. So there's a lot more opportunity to you know, seek out and seek referrals because we might have someone come in on the insurance side that, you know, maybe six months down the road, they actually do want to sell their home and they remember us. So there's a lot more value to our realtors coming on board because it's like, hey, there's multiple sources of clients and they're all coming in for different reasons. Right. Okay. Tell me about the mortgage brokerage. So how long did it take before you got the brokerage pillar built? Because So you start with the real estate then... Once you have some realtors, it's probably, I got to assume, there's probably going to be some mortgage brokers that be like, hey, great, I got some, like, an, basically an in-house deal with these guys, and we're going to try to work together. So how did that go? That was an interesting challenge just because, you know, we looked at it, and I went out, and I knew that I didn't want to open an independent shop for the mortgage brokerage. So I started seeking out franchising opportunities. So currently, Verified Mortgages, which is our mortgage brokerage, is licensed with uh, MCC Canada. So we ended up uh, going with them. And it was basically, it was the right fit, lots of information. You know, Joe and Eddie over at MCC were great. They were a great asset to myself going through this because I had the, I had the experience from the banking world on mortgages, not from the brokerage world. Mm-hmm. So that took a little bit of time. Same challenges because, again, you know, myself not holding that license, I now need to go out and find someone. So did you go seek out MCC first and found them and then went to find a broker 
like a broker of record? I don't know what to call it in Alberta, but or how did that play out? That's correct. Okay. So I went, I went the MCC first. They must have been like, okay, we love your idea, but you, you don't, you have no mortgage license, and you're going to go out and find mortgage brokers. They're probably like, let's do it. Yeah, I think they thought maybe I was a little bit crazy when I kind of came knocking on their door, but um, I know initially talking with Joe over there. Uh, who's a regional VP at West here. Great guy. He was like, you know what? I see your vision. I think I can sell it to Eddie. You know, we're going to have to have a conversation and just see what we can do. So it was great. And I think they saw a great fit there. And it was definitely a big challenge. So it was something that I think they took a, a big risk with our model. But in the end, it's worked out well. And uh, Joe and the team over there, they actually are the ones that put me in touch with our current uh, mortgage broker. Okay. They were the ones that actually brought Chris Stewart, who is my broker of record, to me and said, this is a guy that wants to do what you're looking for. Okay. And was he in your market or was he from somewhere else? He was in the Calgary market. Okay. And then so he came on board and became your broker of record. And so then how many mortgage brokers is it? Chris? Does he have a team or is it, how does that work? So Chris has a team right now. The mortgage brokerage is fairly new. If I recall correctly, it was basically November, kind of mid-November that we were up and running. So not even a year yet. And we've had challenges, right? Like, you know, people want statuses with lenders and different things coming in. Uh, we're also a new company. So Chris has done a lot of recruitment. He's really bringing in a lot of good performing agents. And that's what we're looking for is our biggest thing was we didn't want the guys coming on the team that wanted to do one or two deals a year. We wanted the guys that were coming on the team that want to do this to make a living. Right. Okay. So then how many, so how many agents or sub brokers do you have currently that work with Chris on that? Chris right now has three, three producing uh, brokers that are like under our banner mm -hmm. and we're actually working on an additional, within probably in the next month, we'll have an additional four. So we'll be at a team of seven on that side. Cool. Okay. So, dude, this is amazing. So you got the real estate side, you got the mortgage side. So the next step is the insurance, correct? Yeah. So tell me about the insurance. So how did that play out? Well, the insurance actually came from its insure line, and that is a franchise that is connected with MCC again. And again, you know, talking with Joe and Eddie, they thought, what a great fit to add an insurance brokerage to our model. And it wasn't something I was initially looking at. I'll be quite honest. When I created the company, insurance was not, it was not even on the radar. And it was more kind of, again, in discussions with Joe over at MCC and then Ali, who um, is the president and CEO for InsureLine, kind of seeing how that would actually fit our model. Mm -hmm. So we created that model. Uh, it's extremely new. It's basically, we've been licensed for about, I want to say four weeks now, like less than a month almost from kind of start to finish. It's probably been about seven months to get it up and running. Again, making sure that it's the right fit. We did a lot of due diligence. Do you have to get like a broker of record, let's call it for the insurance business as well? Is there somebody that has to have... Or is InsureLine carry the main license? You just have to have somebody licensed to speak to people. How does that work? We had to get another broker a record. So another recruitment campaign we went through. And that was the most difficult one that I, that I would say I've ever been through in my professional career. Because 
there's not too many people out there that hold the licensing. And at no point you didn't think, hey, wait a second, why don't I just go get the license? Or is there, is there a time, like, I think in real estate, you have to have a license for two years before you can apply. So was it, did that, was that even an option or you just were, you're just like, no, no, I'm going to stick to my original vision? It was never an option. For me, it was always stick to the original vision, focus on what you're great at. And that is organizational management and structure and, you know, the people in the process, right? Mm -hmm. So I knew that I was better, you know, overseeing things and providing that direction and not being that guy that had to do oversee the company and also do the day to day business. So I think I add, I add a lot more value to our organization by talking to clients and, you know, being out in the industry promoting our company versus having to do the financial management and then also the day-to-day insurance, real estate, and also mortgages. Plus, I wouldn't be able to do it because I'd be wearing three, four different hats on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So, and then, so how did you find this insurance broker of record or was that what it's called? Yes. Yeah, so, um, level three insurance license is what's required. So we go, we ran a lot of different uh, recruitment ads, job postings, had a lot of people apply for this job, didn't have the qualifications. My current broker record, insurance broker, is actually from uh, BC. So she actually ended up relocating for this position. So she came from BC uh, and moved into uh, Calgary. Okay. And then, so, and she's been with you now, or or you... You've had this up and running for four weeks. And so how's that going? It's going really well. Like she's been with us since I want to say about mid-April, uh, but basically doing a lot of background work, you know, systems, processes, you know, really kind of getting things finalized with the Insurance Council of Alberta, going through a lot of training with InsureLine. So, yeah, it's been a great undertaking. But, you know, so far, I think it's actually running really, really smooth. And uh, Deborah's really stepped up to the plate and looking at it saying, this is a startup. There's a lot of challenges with that. Uh, okay, I have a, another question. When did Verify become a company and you went out and started actively recruiting for that first, you know, uh, realtor partner that you needed? How long ago was that? What year? About uh, 14 months ago. So in 14 months, you've found a realtor, uh, built the realtor side, mortgage side, now the insurance side. And then what's next? The legal. I would love to have an in-house legal team that could be there to answer questions on all aspects of all our businesses, right? So, you know, we're actively talking to a couple small law firms right now that are looking at doing a merger with us because they see, again, they see the value in the business model. So it is something that probably in the near future, it's going to happen. Like we will eventually, you know, it's, it's on our radar. It's something that I'm actively working on mm-hmm. and it's, Definitely something I think is the final piece of the puzzle that's missing. Okay, so and where's the name Verify come from? Verify comes from that was our marketing communication company. I wanted something that was going to invoke and make someone feel like we've actually done our due diligence and we've verified the process a little bit. So that's where it's a play on verified. But the other side of it is that we have five different pillars of the business. So that's where Robin Honey came up with this uh, concept of saying, let's work with the five pillars. So the five pillars being uh, the real estate arm, which is residential, commercial, and property management. Then we also have the mortgage brokerage, the insurance brokerage, and um, we're looking at bringing on the uh, legal side. 
Okay, but where's the fifth? Is Would financial planning not fit into this as well? It's funny that you say that because I've had a lot of my division guys ask me, why are we not doing financial planning? It is something that is in the back of my mind. I just don't know how it really fits with the real estate side yet. I'm looking at it. I just, I'm not 100% sure if I want to go back into that industry yet. Okay. And then my last question on this is, this is a brilliant concept, but how do you survive while you're building all this up? Because I got to think, at least in the initial stages, the money's going to be going back into the company. It's going to be going into making sure those partners are getting paid. So how do you, like, how do you survive? Because I'm thinking, okay, if I were to go do something like this, I'd be like, how the heck am I going to get paid? Because for me to get paid, it needs to be at a certain scale before the, the math starts to make sense, right? And that's a great question. I get asked this question all the time. And I get asked this question a lot when we're recruiting realtors. And the reason they ask it is because they want to know the financial stability of the company. Mm -hmm. So one thing I look at is, and I say all the time, is I have a consulting business on the side. So after leaving the banking industry, I have a private consulting business. I have a handful of clients that I do select engagements for, and that pays my bills. So that's where it allows me to still push this business while not having to take or draw on the resources of, you know, Verify. Right. Okay. What And what kind of consulting is it? Mostly financial management. So going in the small, the medium-sized businesses, you know, talking about cost control, uh, restructuring lending that they have with their financial institutions, you know, some HR consulting, marketing communications. That was a complete rabbit hole trail. So we, that, I, I'm on question two and we're at 20 minutes, right? <laughs> but you know what? It was interesting to me. So I got to ask the questions. I'm probably going to jump through some of these. I want to ask you though, I, I ask everybody about quotes. So do you have a quote that's really had an impact on your life or business? Yeah, definitely. There's one that uh, stands out in my mind and I have a few of them, but this one here is pretty simple and it's, I think it's great for anyone that's in business. And uh, just to sum it up, it's, uh, success seems to be connected with action successful people keep moving they make mistakes but they don't quit right okay so how do you apply that obviously it sounds like you've already been doing that because with the current business you have and how even just trying to recruit these different pillars that you yeah so is there any other examples you have of how you've applied that to your business yeah i just um with this one it's more kind of you know i know i'm going to make mistakes i know that you know things are going to come up that it's going to derail the business plan some days but my big thing is, is when I review this quote and I kind of, you know, I go through about five or six different quotes a week and just kind of read them and they kind of resonate with me and they kind of like, re I don't know, respark that focus in me. So this one here, it's like, I know, like I said, I'm going to make mistakes along the way. However, I know I need to just stay focused and I won't quit. And this seems to keep me going. Right. Okay. So I also want to ask about failure because I know. You're obviously an entrepreneur, not just a, you know, you're into a whole bunch of different things. So failure happens, but it's never fatal. And looking back, there's a lesson. So can you share something that you had failed at and then the lesson that you learned? Going back to that uh, realtor that I brought on board, who was a very close friend of mine early on in the creation of Verified, when I opened it, I really thought who better to be beside me than really a close friend of mine. She's in the industry. She knew it or she knows it, I should say. I trust her. She knows me 100%. So why not have her along? Well, about 
I'd say about eight to nine months into the business, I realized that we were on completely different pages and her focus was completely opposite of what my focus was. So unfortunately, after so many debates, it just kind of like it destroyed our relationship. And I'd say Mm -hmm. that would probably be one of my ultimate failures. What would you do different? Because sometimes you try like that's back to your original quote about failure happens. So sometimes you don't know how that's going to go. But what could you have done different? Or what would you do different if you're going into another partnership? Because I think a lot of mortgage brokers, we do partnerships with people and we do you know business relations. So what do you do differently now since that happened? Communication is huge. Now, it's like I really look for people that are looking at creating the same vision or concept that I'm looking at. I think the the mistake I made with this close friend of mine is that her vision was not the greater vision that I had. She was so focused just on the real estate side of things. And that's what she was comfortable with and what she was great at. And that was my failure, not asking her like, hey, are you on board for creating something that's a larger organization than just real estate? So communication is the key. And, and alignment and vision, right? Like obviously you can may have differences, but if you have the same vision, then at least you're going in the same direction. So what's the best business advice you've ever received? Huh, that's a tough one. I think I've spent a lot of years advising clients and going back into my banking world, I received some advice from a manager early on in my career. And he said, he's like, you don't know, you need to know everything, but he's like, you need to be able to provide the best possible customer service at all points of interaction. So he's like, as long as you have a smile on your face, as long as you're willing to, you know, go the extra mile for that client, the clients remember the experience, not the end result or the product that you're offering. So to sum that up, I would say, you know, just make sure you're delivering the best possible client experience every time, every step of the way. Right. Yeah, that's good. And can you share something about yourself we can't find on Google? I'm an avid traveler. So uh, that's something that wouldn't come up on there. What's your favorite country you've been to? Costa Rica. And why Costa Rica? It's lush. It's beautiful. It's very laid back. I just really, really enjoyed it. It was an amazing retreat that we were at. Yeah, it was just a really good holiday. Uh, I was there for a little over two and a half weeks when I was there. Definitely on my radar to go back to. Another thing, I've recently become addicted to Instagram. So I wasn't a big social media fan up until recently. And now it's kind of consuming a lot of my downtime. So, okay, addicted in what way? Do you post like selfies with the duck face? I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Duck face selfies? Or you actually just like follow people? Or what do you mean by addicted to Instagram? It's a combination of both. You know, I'm getting comfortable, you know, posting, you know, photos of my life. But I'm also, I'm interested in seeing what else is happening out there. Mm-hmm. And our marketing communication company actually said to me when I first started the company, she's like, you have to get on board with social media. And that is something that we're looking at expanding into. We're in talks with a couple of social media companies right now about uh, taking over that platform. Right. And kind of helping you guys manage it. Yeah, because it's not something that we've done recently. Up until recently, we haven't had a focus on it. Right. That's good. So what's uh, one software that you guys use that keep makes your life like kind of helps every the communication you said is a big part of the vision of your company. So how do you guys do that? Do you use software? Is there what's that look like? A lot of our communications done via email, small team, small management team. So they're like we're normally in the office together on a daily basis. The big piece of software that we 
use across all platforms is Excel. Like Excel runs our financials. It runs, you know, our tracking system. I can model whatever I need to model in there. Yeah, I live by Excel. I don't know what I would do if I didn't have it. Well, coming from an investment banking background, you probably lived in Excel, right? Like sheets, spreadsheets, and numbers. And so do you have one book that you could recommend for our listeners? Yeah, definitely. Business Model Generation. I can't recall the author right now, but it's a great book. It's all about how to create change and outdated business models. So, you know, it's one of the books that I look to when I was creating my business model because I knew it was going to be a major challenge going into trying to create something different in the real estate market, even the mortgage market, you know, because it's, you know, real estate and mortgages have been around for hundreds of years. So how was I going to create value? This book definitely has a lot of great ideas in it. You've heard of creative destruction, which is a process where uh, you have to break what you have in order to, to create something new. And in, as an entrepreneur, the, usually the threats to your business or your industry is not the incumbents who are kind of used, like Kodak as an example. You know, they actually invented a digital camera like 25 years ago, but they're like, well, holy crap, we're in the paper and in the film business. We are not going to get into digital cameras because that would be stupid. And they took a beating because they were not willing to sacrifice their business on the altar of like, you know, for the long term. Definitely. Anyway, I could geek out about that stuff. I heard of a book called Bold. No, I haven't. You got to read that book. Like it's by this guy, Peter Dimandius, and he's probably one of the most like it's crazy. You, you're going to geek out. If you read this book, you'll be like, so I highly recommend you go find it because you sound like the kind of guy who you'd read this and you just would be like your brain would light up with ideas. So perfect. So I really appreciate your time, man. So where can people find you online? VerifyRealty.com is our company website. Verify Mortgages for that. VerifyMortgages.com. And then we also have insurelineverified.com. So those three, uh, those are all three uh, corporate websites. Cool. Awesome. Well, hey, man, I appreciate your time and I audacity to take on this <laughs> concept and to stick with it and to not even carry a license in any of them, but stay with the vision of, okay, this has got to be bigger than just me and not get stuck in the weeds. So anybody listening can find links, show notes, everything that we talked about. I'm sure that if they had somebody who wanted to, they could reach out to you. You'd be happy with anybody wanting to chat. Yes, definitely. Okay, cool, man. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it, man. And I hope you continue to crush your business. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. If you do, you'll get three deals in the next week. Okay, that's not entirely true, but we'd really appreciate it. Also, you can check out everything at ilovemortgagebrokering.com. See you next week.